0: Welcome to the Queen City Church Podcast. We're so excited that you decided to join us and we wanted to personally welcome you. Thank you so much for listening in today. Our goal is that this message will encourage you and give you practical steps for a relationship with God that keep getting better and better. Enjoy the message. So Genesis chapter 12 and we're in our third and final week of a series that we've been calling Legacy. And here's our definition of legacy. It's where my life outlives me. And that's been my prayer for you, for me, for our church, is that we will live lives that outlive us. And so we've been using this illustration the entire series, and just imagine that this rope right here, that that it represents time. And the red part of this rope represents your time on this earth. And so statistically speaking, that's around 79 years old for the average American, So 79 years that you'll spend here on planet Earth. But the Bible says that this time is very short. And I think we've been reminded of that this year, that life is short. But our big idea of this series is that while our lives may only be this long, which is very short in terms of the rest of eternity, here's what what our big idea is, is that the goal isn't to live on earth forever. It's not to live right here forever, but it's to leave something that does. And the cool thing is, is that the Bible says that we can actually leave a legacy by two ways, by how we live our lives and by how we give. That we can leave a legacy by how we live and by how we give. And we see this in our theme verse for this series, Psalm 112, verse five and six. It says, good will come to those who are generous and lend freely, who conduct their affairs with justice. Surely the righteous, those that have been made right by God, will never be shaken. Those people, they will be remembered forever. And so today, we're gonna end this series by talking about the fact that we are blessed. Come on, how many of you know that we are blessed? In fact, that's, that's today's message. If you want to write down that message title, if you're taking notes, we are blessed. I almost, I almost uh, named this message, Blessings Keep Falling in My Lap, uh, based on the, the, the theologian chants. Um, the praises go up. The blessings to Yes, that's right. Okay, let's pray. We need God. Okay, let's pray. God, we love you. We thank you so much for today. And um, we set aside all distractions. Here in this room, in our homes, it's so easy to be distracted. But God, we lay aside every distraction right now to focus on you. God, I ask that we don't lean in to my voice, but we lean into your voice. Will you speak to us today? We give you permission to speak to us, really any area of our life. And God, I just ask right now in Jesus' name for anybody that maybe is watching, that's joining today, that is far from you, that maybe does not know you as their Savior, God, I pray that that changes today. Would you open up hearts today? And will you do what only you can do and change lives today? We love you, and we thank you for Jesus, and it's through Jesus that we pray, and everybody said, amen. Amen. Now, a lot of times I like to start my message by asking a question and just have a little bit of participation, so by show of hands, I would really love to know, how many of you, when you think about yourself, you think, you know what, I'm rich. How many of you, just by show of hands, like, there's not a lot of hands that are going up, and they're really hesitant whenever they're going up, it's like... People don't really like to answer that question. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm loaded. That's me, rich guy here. You know, like nobody's like, yeah, that's me. Uh, well, I don't think we really like that question. Uh, but what if I sit this way? How many of you think you are blessed? Raise your hand. Look at that. A lot of hands go up a lot faster, not T Rex arms, they're way up. A lot of people believe that you are blessed. And here's the truth, guys. Here's the truth even this year, even in the middle of a pandemic, even in the middle of all the things that we've been walking through, we are blessed. We are. We are blessed. In fact, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 says, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us With every spiritual blessing, we have every single thing that we need. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. In other words, that if you are united with Christ, if you've made a decision to follow Jesus, you are blessed. In fact, the most simplest definition that I have of blessed is this. When God gives me more than I need for myself. That is the simplest definition that I can think of when it comes to being blessed. It's when God gives me more than I need for myself. And it's so much more than just money and possessions We're talking about so much more than that. Yes, it involves that. Yes, it involves the fact that God does often give us more money and more possessions than we need for ourselves, but it's also our time, that God blesses us with more time than we just need for ourselves. It also involves your talents and your gifts and your strengths. It also involves your creativity and your ideas. It also includes your joy, your peace, your love, that he gives you more than you just need for yourself. So listen, if your heart is beating today, if there is breath in your lungs, you are blessed. Because God has given you more than you just need for yourself. So listen, don't let the circumstances of 2020 blind you. You are blessed. We are blessed. And so today on Legacy Sunday, I'm asking you to embrace three principles when it comes to this idea that we are blessed. And here's number one, is that God blesses us with more so we can be a blessing to others. Write that down. God blesses us with more so we can be a blessing To others. In other words, we are blessed to be a blessing. Let me show you this in God's Word. In Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, listen to what it says The Lord had said to Abram, who later became Abraham, Leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, I will bless you and make you famous. And you will be a blessing to others. He says, I will bless you so that you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. So God tells Abraham, I'm going to bless you. But I'm not just going to bless you for you. I'm going to bless you so that you can be a blessing to others. In fact, I'm going to bless you so much that all families on earth will be blessed through you. And then get, this is so cool. The Bible tells us that 14 generations later, through the line of Abraham, came the birth of the one that we're going to be celebrating next Sunday at church, at our Christmas services, Jesus, the true and greater Abraham that every single person, including you and I, are blessed through. But maybe you read that and you're like, yeah. But that's like at the very beginning of the Bible. That's Old Testament. That, that, that's, that's OT. That is God talking to Abraham. That's not God talking to us. Like that, does that apply to us thousands of years later? Well, in Galatians chapter 3, verse 14 in the New Testament, here's what it says. It says, through Christ Jesus, which is very important. Through Christ Jesus, God has blessed the Gentiles. Those are the people that are not Jewish. God has blessed the Gentiles with the same blessing he promised to Abraham. Meaning, if you've made a decision to follow Jesus, you are blessed with the same exact blessing. And so God has given us more than we need, but we need to know what the more is for. It's so important for us to be able to recognize God has given us more than we need for just ourselves, but we have to recognize what the more is for, and we need to know and embrace that God blesses us with more so that we can be a blessing to others. Here's number two. Write this down. Here's the second thing we need to embrace today is that when we bless others, God takes care of our needs. You see this all throughout Scripture. When we bless others, God takes care of our needs. Listen to what Philippians chapter 4 says in verse 18 and 19. It says, at the moment, I have all that I need and more. And this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches. How many of you know that God has some glorious riches and he never runs out? And he says that he will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which has been given to us in Christ Jesus. Luke chapter 18, it says in verse 29 and 30, it says, Jesus said to them, I can guarantee this truth. Put it down, money in the bank. I can guarantee this truth. Anyone who gave up his home, wife, brothers, parents, or children because of God's kingdom, in other words, anyone who blesses others, will certainly receive many times as much in this life and will receive eternal life in this world to come. See, I'm convinced now more than ever in my life that God and God alone is my provider. See, I believe that with all my heart. I believe that for you. I believe that God and God alone is your provider. It's not the company you work for. It's not your boss. That God is your provider I believe it with all my heart that's not only what he does listen that's who he is and so what I know is like listen God's got you wherever you're at today God's got you I hope that brings peace to your soul that God has got you God's got you we don't need to panic We don't need to freak out. We don't need to store and to hoard as much as we can. No, we are blessed. Do not lose that mentality. We are blessed and we're blessed to be a blessing. And when we bless others, God will take care of our needs. Now, listen, I have seen this with my own eyes through our church this year. I have. See, from the very beginning of our church, we planted our church 118 weeks ago on September 16th, 2018. And from the very beginning of our church, we made a decision that we were going to be a generous church. In fact, we have 10 values as a church, and it's what makes us uniquely us. It's kind of our DNA. And one of our values is this. Generosity is our privilege. That that's the mentality that we want to have as a church from day one. That we don't have to give, we get to give. That generosity, oh man, it is such a privilege to be generous with our resources and our finances and our time and our talents. That we want to be a church where generosity is our privilege. And since day one, we've decided to operate our entire church where we could give away at minimum 10% of everything that's given to our church. We've done this from day one. Even when we were tiny, we didn't even know if anybody was going to show up. Even when we didn't have much money, we were saying, hey, we're going to still make the decision. That generosity is our privilege and we're going to give away at minimum 10% so that we can love and serve and help people in our city, so that we can feed people, so that we can plant new churches, so that we can immediately respond to natural disasters like floods and earthquakes and hurricanes, so that we can reach people all around the world. We made a decision from day one that we were going to do that. But I'm not going to lie. That this year, that generosity principle has really been tested. It's been really been tested. So like in March, when the whole world went boom, like we didn't have a clue what would happen. Uh, There was so much uncertainty There was so much uncertainty. There were so many questions. It's like, should we continue to be generous and to give so much away when we're only in person, like when we're not meeting in person and we're only online, that whenever we have six months of our entire church that's exclusively online, should we continue to give when we don't even know what's going to happen or should we store extra because of the pandemic just in case? And like questions like, will our giving go way down because people are being financially stretched and they're losing their job or they're having their hours cut or maybe they were furloughed. There were so many questions like that that were going on in our mind. But we made a decision that we're going to keep being who God has called us to be. That we are hold on to our conviction and our value that generosity is our privilege. That we are going to continue to trust God that we were going to continue to declare that God and God alone is our provider, that we were going to keep being a blessing to others because we were going to keep the mentality that we are blessed, that we are blessed to be a blessing, and that we believe that when we bless other people, God will meet our needs. And so far, in 2020, even during a pandemic, even six months being exclusively online as a church, not knowing what was going to happen. So far in 2020, as a church, we've given away, get this, over $170,000. And that's before today's legacy offering. And, um, and not only has your giving just maintained in 2020, Amazing that during this year of all years, not only did it maintain that your giving has increased in this year. And I would just want to just personally thank you. Thank you not just for giving money, but for living in a way where the value that generosity is our privilege, that God is our provider, that we are blessed and we will continue to be a blessing no matter what happens that we're going to trust God, I could not be more proud to lead this church. And I love you, and I'm so grateful for you. And it's been so amazing to see the goodness and the faithfulness and the provision of God through you this year and to see that. See, I'm convinced now more than ever that when we bless others, God takes care of our needs. And here's the third thing. Write this down. Here's the last thing that we need to embrace today, is that the more God blesses us, the more he expects us to bless others. So the more he blesses us, the more he expects us to bless others. So let's just follow this line of thought. So God blesses us with more than we need so that we can be a blessing to others. And when we do bless others, God takes care of us and gives us even more. But it's not just so we can have more. The more God blesses us, the more he expects us to bless others. Listen to what Luke chapter 12 says in verse 48. It says, when someone has been given much, much will be required in return. And when someone has been entrusted with much, even more will be required. Now this week I learned something brand new that really blew my mind. And uh, sometimes when I learn something, it's like, oh, is that for the whole church? Is that just for me? And I was like, no, this is so good. I've got to share this with the church. So I learned this this week. This really blew my mind. And it's an old Jewish tradition where it said, back in the day when a Jewish dad would give his inheritance to his kids. So imagine a family. He would give his inheritance to all his kids. The oldest kid would get 50%. See the Bible, if you've ever read somewhere where it says a double portion, that's what it's referring to. It's referring to the fact that whenever a dad would give his inheritance away, he would give a double portion. He would give 50% to the oldest kid and then the other kids would divide up the other 50% evenly between them. So if there was five kids, the oldest would get 50% and then the other four would divide the 50% up evenly. And get this, even if there were two kids, like that was my family growing up. It was my older sister and it was me. So even if there were two kids, the oldest would get two thirds and the youngest would get one third. Now that, that explains why Esau got so upset in Genesis at Jacob. It's like, what you taking my cash, man? You taking my money? And um, I don't know about you, but that sounds like incredibly unfair to me, especially being the youngest. <laughs> it just doesn't seem fair. <laughs> and um, you know, like it just like like why, why would the father do that? Why was that the tradition? Like, does the father like that child more than the others? Well, listen to what the Bible says. In Deuteronomy chapter 21, verse 17, it says, he must acknowledge the son as the firstborn by giving him a double share of all that he has. So that's what we talked about, that double portion says the son, that son, the oldest is the first sign of the father's strength. We'll come back to that in just a second. The right of the firstborn belongs to him. Now, the right of the firstborn in the original Hebrew language here, it literally means responsibility of the firstborn. Warren Weersby puts it this way, that firstborn is a title of dignity and rank, but also responsibility. So the firstborn, it, there's, a, there's a right, but there's a responsibility. And then it says in that verse, "Father's strength. And here's what that means. It means that the oldest child would be given a double portion. Because if anything ever happened to the father, the oldest child would step in and represent the father. And take care and provide for the rest of his family. So for him to actually do that. For him to be able to step in and provide and take care of the rest of the family and represent the father he had to have more to do that yeah but that's the old testament what does that have to do with me and you listen how the new testament talks talks about us the church listen to what it says in hebrews chapter 12 verse 22 and 23 it says you have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly To the church of the firstborn, whose names were written in heaven. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. Today, God considers the church to be the firstborn, that he blesses everybody, but he blesses us more. He gives us more than we need for ourselves. He intentionally blesses us with money and time and talent and strengths and ideas and creativity and love and joy and peace. Why? For us? No. So that when the Father isn't here, we can represent the Father. Everywhere that we go, we can represent the Father. We can represent the Father in our city. We can can represent the Father in places where people are hungry. We can represent the Father in places where people need, have need, where people are sick, where people are lonely. That we can represent the Father in our nation and in our world so that we can represent the Father. Listen, we are the firstborn, blessed to be a blessing, representing the Father to the world. And I just want you to hear this. If you are a follower of Jesus, if you've made a decision to give him your life, if you are a Christian, that is who you are. And that is what legacy is all about. Representing the Father to a hurting and broken world that ripples throughout time. And that is what today's legacy offering is all about. So I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. We do this every single week and I do not want to miss this. I think this is a very important part of our service. I just want you right where you're at, whether you're at home, whether you're here at Memorial Hall, just ask, God, are you speaking to me? what are you speaking to me right now? What are you saying to me? Ask him this, what does my response need to be to this message? Because truthfully, we dream of being a church that just doesn't come in and have a great Sunday service, but we want our Sundays to always affect our Mondays. So ask him, what's the next step that I need to take? And before we all participate, In the legacy offering this year, we wanted to give you the opportunity to make the most important decision of your life, a decision that will determine your eternity, will determine whether you spend that in heaven or not. And today we wanna give you the opportunity to say yes to Jesus, to give him your life, to give him everything so that you can spend eternity with him in heaven. And maybe you've never made that decision before in your whole life. You've never made that decision. Maybe you're at home right now and you have never made the decision to give Jesus your life. Or maybe you have in the past and you've done that way back in the day. And today you find yourself at church and you're just far from God and you need a fresh start. Listen, you are one heartfelt prayer away from everything changing. So today, if you want to say yes to Jesus, you want to give him your life for the first time or all over again, if that's you, I just want you to right where you are at, pray this in your heart. It's not about the words, it's about you meaning every single word. Just pray this with everything that you have. Just say, Jesus, I need you. And I'm sorry, I repent. I changed my mind. I changed my direction. I'm sorry that I've lived my life without you. Will you come? live inside me will you change me and make me brand new tell them this i give you my life i surrender my whole life to you and today i choose to follow you for the rest of my life in jesus name we pray and everybody said amen come on if you are here in this room if you're watching at home can you clap your hands and celebrate. Thank you so much for joining us today. If this message has changed your perspective on God or life, feel free to email your story to info at queencitypeople.com. We'd love to celebrate the change happening in your life. We'd also love to pray for you. If you have any prayer requests, big or small, head over to queencitypeople.com/ prayer and fill out the form with as much detail as you'd like. For more information about Queen City Church's service times, location or events, visit queencitypeople.com, or follow us on social media platforms at Queen City People.